As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You get so many birds in the 12 days of Christmas that when it comes time for like things like the Golden Rings, it would be such a relief, right? Wrong. They're all birds. These are the Golden Rings. It's a type of pheasant. You're gonna get five of these on like every day it said. The lords are leaping, they're birds. The pipers piping are not musicians, they are birds. The ladies aren't actually dancing because they are birds. And you guessed it, the drummers drumming are in fact birds. And babe, he's giving you those birds every single day. In total, you will get 184 birds. And of course, 12 pear trees, which is technically considered a mini orchard. Merry Christmas, your man is a nightmare. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. I'm Jay Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast lovers and hopefully bird lovers, this is for you. Next to him. It's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button and subscribe. Comment away. And I've got the perfect stocking stuffer for you. It's a No Dunks mug. Mm. Oh, you you imagine reaching into that oversized sock? Mm. <laughs> And feeling a little ceramic on your fingernails at the bottom. Maybe there's a little uh, orange in it, even. Or a chocolate stuffed inside. Just don't drop the stock. No, no, be careful. Mm. Uh, What I'm telling you to do is go to nodunks.com and get yourself, or really someone in your life, a No Dunks mug for the holidays. That'd be, look, they come in two sizes, a lot of these, and the big size, I'm going to say it now, perfect for a cup of cocoa. (laughs) <laughs> right because yeah yes. Marsh- marshmallows yes, marshmallows exactly exactly, yeah. exactly nice amount of liquid um <laughs> so go check it out <laughs> great liquid to marshmallow ratio <laughs> uh, anyway no dunks.com that link is in the show notes uh take advantage of that all right uh we're talking about the in-season tournament everybody's loving this thing yeah. what a hit uh we had some fun games last night let's go through them then we'll look at the trophies later in the show i got some questions sort of big picture questions about the ist but let's start with tyrese halliburton tass his first career triple double mm-hmm. what uh helps the pacers beat the celtics 
Boston's out of here. Indiana moves over and moves on, excuse me, to Vegas. What do you think? I didn't know what to expect. You know, this is our first elimination game of this tournament. Yeah. Obviously, the NBA has done a really good job at making this in-season tournament a thing. A tentpole event. <laughs> People getting us excited to watch basketball in November. And we have been. Because players have been up for these games. But then to go to Indiana here, I just didn't know what to expect. You had the crowd buzzing, though. Mm -hmm. The crowd had mm -hmm. their towels on each of their chairs in that stadium, ready to go. They were booing the Celtics from the pregame to Jason Tatum being at the free throw line. So it was exciting. And then, and then, and then, and then, at halftime, Tyrese Halliburton, who was suffering from a respiratory infection, mm -hmm. he, he was out. He was out Saturday's game, had to take an inhaler, yeah. and then in the third quarter... <laughs> puffed it up. He, he puffed just to, just to feel better. And then in the third quarter, getting him to that triple-double because he took over 12 points, five assists in just that quarter, and then he played the entire fourth quarter. And it's not like he had to take over for, with the points, but he was just the guy with six assists and seven points there in that fourth, fourth quarter that he played every single minute. He didn't have a stinking turnover in this game, which is remarkable, and he just kind of sealed it at the end oh. with a uh, minute 45 left, that three in Jalen Brown's face, who fouled him, the four-point play, then he set up Buddy Heald for another three. So this this being a national TV game, this guy be, wanting to be a star, wanting to have all the highlights and all the cameras on him, he showed up at the Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Pretty cool start for the elimination round. It was. I mean, it felt like a coming out party for the Pacers and really Tyrese Halliburton on the national stage. And you said, like, the crowd was buzzing. Obviously an entertaining game down the stretch. He made the big plays, took over in the second half. And, yeah, the vibes were immaculate here in the IST. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I just hate that it's tainted by PEDs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, going in at halftime, hitting the inhaler. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to look back on this and uh, look sideways at Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> being able to breathe better in the second half. Uh, this reminds me of Steph Curry in the NCAA tournament for Davidson. He was, like, takeover mode in the second half of games, hitting incredible threes. Awesome highlights. Like, Halliburton was cooking so much in that third corner. He had that drive where uh, he, like, faked Drew Holiday out of his shoes. Drew does a 360 step back three. Had another one where he roasts Derek White for the switch hand layup at the rim. Scored or assisted on 19th straight for Indiana coming out at halftime. Hopped up on that asthma inhaler. It was awesome. <laughs> the Pacers were doing a great job of setting screens for him really, really far out on the court. Almost at halftime. The pace that Indiana plays with coupled with the screens being set that high, just gives him an incredible downhill attacking lanes. But, uh, yeah, no turnovers for Tyrese Halliburton, but he almost had one. And it almost cost the Pacers the game because he threw that pass to the corner. Drew Holiday deflects it. 56 seconds left. That's a steal. Yeah. But it bounces right out of bounds. On the very next inbounds play, the three for Buddy Heald, which was almost the dagger, though maybe you want to consider the Aaron Neesmith <laughs> dunk the dagger as well. It was just big play after big play after big play for Indiana. That was awesome to watch. And it sort of did feel like a college game with the bench reactions on all those shots. Mm -hmm. Either Halliburton's four-point play, the huge Buddy Heald three where he got loose off the inbounds play sort of from the uh, from the corner, or that knee. Smith drunk, Neesmith drunk, dunk. <laughs> I'm drunk. Um, but well, you see the reaction from the Pacers bench. Mm -hmm. Like those guys were like going crazy, as if it was like uh, you know the Final Four in Indianapolis or something like that. It was awesome. They wanted to win this game, that's yeah. for sure. Hopefully, Vegas can get the uh, semifinal crowd as a buzzin'. That's the uh, question, the big question. Yeah, here. it is. It, it, they set it up pretty well here for the quarterfinals to be just. Frankly, these are regular season games. 
That's, yeah. all, that's all they are. But, <laughs> yeah. But Six seed right now for the Pacers. Big win. <laughs> it is a big win. Well, you got to be a, you got to be a, a two seed or a one seed because you want the home court. Because being the three seed like the Boston Celtics didn't help. Maybe it helped that uh, the Celtics beat them by fifty points earlier this season, mm-hmm. and the Pacers had them on their radar. But really, it was just Tyrese wanted to play for his crowd. That had those yellow towels just a uh, just a buzzing. Uh, it was a game that we wanted to watch. We watched it on playback, and yeah, th- uh, thankfully they came out uh, inspired. Because I wonder how Vegas is going to be at five p.m. local. No, no, two five p.m. for us. PM local time. <laughs> Semifinals. Two p.m. I I thought this too, Tass. With like, I was like, ooh, I, I was starting to think like, sort of wish these semifinals maybe were in the home team's arena just mm-hmm. for like the electricity factor <laughs> we'll see what it's like at 2 p.m on a thursday <laughs> in vegas for pacers versus bucks or knicks yeah i don't know <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine <laughs> it's gonna be crazy we'll see uh i'm surprised not a sellout last night that's what they said really? yeah. indiana 93 yeah. of tickets were sold for their attendance they're like at the bottom of the league yeah. for a percentage of attendance they also have a small arena but it sounded loud yep that's yeah for sure. uh, and the easter conference teams are trying to sell tickets I, it was the bucks that are selling lower bowl tickets for what is it 34 dollars or 40 dollars i have it written down it's cheap yeah um so they're for tonight's game yeah tonight's yeah. game they're trying to get an inspired cl- it didn't feel like 93 percent felt like 100 no they were loud <laughs> they, they were made loud up for, for sure, it if yeah. there was few empty seats uh this was the third time halliburton has recorded a 25 point 10 assist game with zero turnovers this season According to Statitudes, since the NBA began tracking individual turnovers back in 77-78, no player has recorded more such games in a single season. He's got three already. We're like 20 games in. That's that's really impressive. Like You can gloss over that and you're like, okay, 25-10. Okay, a lot of people put up big stats. But the zero turnovers for a guy that has the ball in his hands all the time, you're right, got away with one late. He, he had Because one. that was... I mean, they were still down four, the Celtics, but there was like a minute or so to, I mean, you know, just under a minute to go. If Drew had kept that ball in bounds and maybe the Celtics go up to court, then it's a different outcome possibly. But no, in the end, that buddy healed three. Yeah, that that to me was, that the was one a killer. that sort of iced it. And he just let it rip. Pacers were out-rebounded 56-41 to 41 in this game, and they still win. How? Took care of the Rock. Only six turnovers mm-hmm. to the Boston 17. And then they shot the lights out. They hit nearly 50% from three on 40 attempts, 19 for 40. This is, a, you know, I guess what you love, or maybe if you're a Celtics fan or other or some other people, hate about a one-game knockout situation, right? It's like, you're hot from three, take care of the ball. Your chances of winning are pretty good. If they were to play a seven-game series, I think most people still think probably the Celtics come out on top uh, eventually, but... That's what's fun about the one game, even if it's this little weird tournament we're trying out here. This is the concern, though, for Boston, is that they got into a shootout with the Pacers when the Celtics should be able to score inside. They should be more concerned with getting to the rim and getting driving kicks. They were really settling for threes, I thought, especially in the third quarter. They also had six turnovers in that third quarter, like you mentioned, only six in the game for the Pacers. They just tend to default to a three-pointer a lot of the times, and I feel like Tatum was getting away from the driving game. We saw some good stuff from Jalen Brown early on, but the drives kind of just petered out uh, for the Celtics, and they were content to bomb away from outside. They didn't have it going. They finished 12 for 41, so they just completely got outshot in this game. 
they should be able to have a big enough advantage over a team like the Pacers that they don't have to get into a shooting match. Yep. Uh, but that's the thing with the Celtics. They are so tilted towards offense, especially when Porzingis is missing. They need him to be on the court to be at their absolute best. And, you know, foul trouble, picking up an injury here and there. That's going to be a question mark for Boston. Yeah, and you brought up while we were watching it just to help their defense as well. Just to, They can't get stops if he's not playing. Yeah, they, the Pacers were comfortable going to the rim. And shout out to Aaron Neesmith, who was their best player oh, off the bench. Great game. And what he's done to his game. He was a rotation player for the Celtics, and then he kind of disappeared for the Celtics. And, and then in this offseason, he became a guy who could put it on the floor and get to the rim. He really developed. Apparently it was with Lloyd Pierce. Him and his assistant coach, they worked together at dribbling and getting to the rim, and he became a new player. And so his four threes off the bench, good six, ten, six for ten overall. I no, sorry, I'm looking at Benedict Matherin's four threes, but they took Aaron Neesmith out of the three point shot, and he hit six for ten from the floor. That was big. So so many guys just chucking from the three point line. We were all surprised. Miles Turner didn't start well, but he hit a couple. Buddy hit four. Mm-hmm. Halliburton hit five. And Matherin hit four. They're just jacket. Yeah, and the thing I like about Neesmith, too, I know the Pacers are not known for uh, defensive stops, really. Uh, you know, like it's going to be a high-scoring game. But he gets at it. He gets up on guys. Uh, and I like him and Bruce Brown as that duo. They're a little manic out there, uh, at least sort of bring up the defensive intensity. And TJ McConnell, too. I know you look at his box score. It's, it's definitely not going to wow you. But we watched the game, and he was making plays. He gets that crowd all hyped. Yep. Um, I thought he was a bit of a difference maker, too. Any other random notes? On uh, Celtics Pacers, our first game of the knockout round. Uh, yeah, we saw Luke Cornett catch two alley-oops <laughs> yeah, we did. in the first half of this game. And uh, the stream team over on Playback nicknamed them Corn on the Lob. <laughs> 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 Which is really, really good. And then, yeah, Neesmith was hyped for this game. He took a charge at one point, got up and flexed for getting knocked over. <laughs> Hit Derek White with a two small. And then he had basically the dagger dunk to end yep. things as well. So uh, that's how you do a revenge game. Yeah, against his old team for sure. Uh, did anybody end up uh, cutting together all the Luke Cornette highlights to <laughs> and putting it to Corn's Freak on a Leash? Do we know if that happened yet? I haven't seen it yet. We were yet. talking about that on playback. Uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton's dad was getting a lot of uh, airtime, rightfully so. Uh, had the cool, uh, you like the merch that he was rocking there, that, that blue. I love it. Blue. I love it. I, I didn't know if arenas would be supporting this in a wrong way with just cheap t-shirts <laughs> because that's what it seemed like in in the Kings game but I think it's John Halliburton yep. uh, his pops look great he looked cool uh, <laughs> yeah, and, <it> was <laughs> and obviously yeah that entire arena yeah was 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 going and uh, to see all those people do it and then it was cool at the end Tatum looked like he was going to take over there with the two minutes left, hit that jumper that a superstar hits, yep. and then Halliburton responds with with a couple things there. So it was uh, it was just an entirely supported game by that crowd. It was really fun. One comment I saw going around, taking a shot at the Celtics. Have to give Silver credit. The IST definitely had a playoff atmosphere, complete with a Celtics collapse. <laughs> oh, man, that's low. That's low, man. Um, but it did have that. <laughs> it's sort of true. <laughs> this is what the Celtics look like when they lose. Yeah, yeah. They miss a lot of threes. Yeah, that's mm. true. They sort of started trying to uh, play the Pacers game, and uh, they got the best of them there last night. Anything yeah. else from this one? No, I just I wonder how healthy Porzingis is because yeah, they're keeping him out just because his calf is injured. So week to week. It's the old thing we've talked about with Chris Tapps Porzingis, and he, he missed playing for Latvia this summer. Just hopefully he can get back healthy. He did look cool with his jean jacket. Um, 
Dark blue, very dark blue. Yeah, not worn a lot yet. Got to break <laughs> it in. A little stiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it needs to wash it or at least wear it. Uh, one thing I do love about the uh, in-season tournament: as soon as your team loses, you get to turn around and go, "Well, good. We don't want to be playing another game in the regular season." Especially if you're a team like the Celtics who have championship aspirations. I saw a little bit of that going around. Oh, good. Good, you know, Fine. more guys won't get injured in Vegas. You know, they don't have to play a, an 83rd game, hypothetically, if they made the finals. Five nights off and yeah. six nights or something yeah, like good. that. Yeah, good. We yeah. threw it. Don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't care anyways. Yeah. I hate Vegas. It is a <laughs> <laughs> Sort of do. <laughs> Can't blame them for It's colder that. than you would think right now. <laughs> It, it is a regular season game. I think it's easy to forget. Yeah, it seems it like is, it, it really is. Yeah, totally easy to forget that because they could screw up and just put them in this separate tournament. Yeah, that would increase their regular season games. That wouldn't be good. But I heard Stan Van on the uh, the second game say that fifty thousand dollars for each Indiana Pacer. He said fifty thousand dollars for the Pacers just because they won and went to the semifinals. So yeah, I guess. I guess it goes. It like the the money you get increases. Yeah, with every pre- win, with each Makes game, sense. with each. Go from the quarterfinals to the semifinals. Stan Van was excited. I guess some of the Pacers were excited. Okay. Well, I guess John Halliburton was excited. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> there you go, 50K. John Halliburton was pumped. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is sort of cool that Halliburton has become the spokesman for the in-season tournament. And it's like sort of the perfect type of player. Like, he's super charismatic. He obviously hasn't had playoff success, so you love to see that. He's in the small market. And he has turned into, like, a, a bona fide MVP candidate right now. Like, you know, whatever. Wherever you have him, top seven, top five, top three. I mean, it's sort of a perfect storm here. I know Silver in the NBA, they would like the Lakers there. They would maybe like a Knicks fan base there. I'm talking about Vegas. But I like this. I like having at least... Well, maybe two if you want to count the Pelicans. Having a couple Cinderella's there is good for this, too, I think. Especially the way the guy talks about this. Like, it is a big deal for the inaugural run. You agree, TK? <laughs> I absolutely agree. He's very uh, telegenic, charismatic. He gave that hilarious interview where he's like, I don't want to be a loser anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They care, man. They completely care. In this game, I see, uh, according to Hoopsite, that... For team salaries, Indiana is at the very bottom in payroll. So no surprise that they are giving it their all in this tournament. Sure. It actually matters a ton. Every single win to the guys at the end of their bench who were going nuts yeah. in that last minute. Yeah, and the NBA must love Halliburton. He also wants to care about the All-Star game. He said last year's yeah. All-Star game sucked. He literally said that. <laughs> An All-Star of the NBA. being That was his first appearance saying on that podcast, showing up. He wants every one of these tent pole events. It's funny calling these tent pole events. Yeah, it takes me back to the starters days. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah. Well, that's what they're calling. Put it on them. the calendar. <laughs> Nora, I'll be traveling. Got another tent pole coming up. Uh, all right, let's move to the second game last night. Brandon Ingram leading the Pelicans past the Kings, one twenty-seven, one seventeen. So they advance to Vegas. They go to the semifinals, and Sacramento gets bounced. Their third straight loss. Trey Kirby to the Pelicans seem to have their number. But what were your takeaways from this one? Too small. Mm. Kings were looking a little small against the gigantic Pelicans team. Like, Brandon Ingram, he's a skinny dude, but he's still seven feet tall uh, for the most part. DeMontis Sabonis looks big against most other big guys, but he is dwarfed by Jonas Valanciunas. Watching those dudes smash into (laughs) each other was hilarious. Uh, Going back, way back on their Lithuanian teams. uh, I'm sure they have elbowed each other in the chest a lot of times, (laughs) and it was happening a ton last night. But uh, this game, not quite as intriguing as our first game because I thought this game was really won in the first half. Uh, In the last three minutes of the first quarter, first two minutes of the second quarter, New Orleans was a plus 15. Basically, when Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado, and Najee Marshall checked in, they really amped up the 
intensity for the Pelicans. They were running. They were forcing turnovers. Uh, the Kings were a little lackadaisical with the ball in the first half. Ten turnovers. Fox had four in the first quarter. They were just a little bit out of sorts. And so they were playing behind uh, for the entirety of the second half, it seemed like to me, the Kings. They got some really good shots. Herter had a lot of really open looks. They couldn't convert enough of them. And Ingram just made enough plays, and the Pelicans got enough contributions from basically everybody outside of Zion, though he was a decent passer, I thought, last night. The Pelicans are getting a lot healthier right now. This is like the most healthy they've been the entire season, and you can see why they're confident in their team, because they got a great performance up and down uh, the entire roster. Six players in double digits, and that's including Zion only having 10. Yeah, and, and missing Larry Nance Jr., but I agree. They looked they look a lot deeper when you have all these yep. guys back. It was something we talked about, uh, I guess, on Monday's show when we gave them a winner of the weekend with Trey Murphy returning over the weekend. He had another decent game, obviously hitting threes, but uh, what do you think of the Pels? Definitely their depth was the biggest factor. Rob Palenka said the Lakers may be the deeper team preseason. And Stan Van last night said, I think the Pelicans are the deepest team. And when they are healthy, they were the leader of the Western Conference standings last year, December. And then they kind of fell apart with injuries with Zion. And I think that's why he's taken on a lesser of a role, just to get everybody involved. And they've all come back healthy, as you said. The first quarter was big. I thought the Kings, you know, me being dumb, I thought, all right. They are joining the Las Vegas semifinals. They look good. They were up 14 to start this game. Yeah, they hit 12 of their first 14 shots. They're hot. Yeah. And then the Pelicans bench uh, came in and changed things. Uh, we talked about T.J. McConnell. Jose Alvarado was the T.J. McConnell in yeah. this game. Yeah, the, uh, the the broadcaster using his Grand Theft Alvarado nickname. Yep. Shocking. Trey Murphy, three baskets in that first quarter off the bench. That Herb Jones tip in i love that that was pelicans coach willie green calling him in with a second and a half left in the first quarter to line up for a free throw it wasn't his free throw he's lining up he just comes in basically to try and tip in a a missed free throw they didn't miss it on purpose (laughs) trey murphy didn't miss it on purpose but herb jones just tipped it in and they were inspired so other guys you know deep on the roster like jordan hawkins dyson daniels they don't play uh because you have so many deep players that just know how to play the game and they came through like everywhere cj mccollum who's also come back seven assists ingram look at the board six assists zion six assists herbert jones six assists or five assists excuse me so like between those 24 assists just four guys really helping out there was a couple gorgeous possessions too the ball just not sticking at all it was just pinging around uh i thought ingram played such a great game like just making the right play most of the time, took over when he needed to there in the second half, scored 17 of his 30 after halftime, but he had the eight boards and six assists. Again, just not, like, forcing anything. I think, like, when I see these Ingram games, I'm always like, oh, God, this guy is the most underrated guy in the league because of where he is, maybe playing alongside Zion. It's a it's a market and a team that a lot of people don't watch. You know, I know he has stinkers, though, too, but when you see Ingram at his best, you're like, this guy is... He's something special because he has that Durant, that Tatum-like quality where he can sort of get whatever shot he wants. Um, Just played perfectly. And they played a great game. They shot 54% from the field, 45 from deep. And they got contributions from basically all their starters and then all these bench guys coming in. Really good game. Really good game. And, you know, I think they're going to be a tough challenge to whoever they play, be it it the Suns or the Lakers. I think this will be a fun game, actually, there in that that. That game that starts at a more normal time in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nine o'clock local. Uh, yeah. Right? Well, six o'clock local. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six o'clock. <laughs> Nine o'clock for us. Time zones, man. Time zones, man. Time zones. <laughs> but anyway, a little more normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a little dinner in you and then watch some basketball. Uh, anything uh, else, though, uh, TK? Or thoughts on Ingram, like I was talking about that? Yeah, Ingram, to me, he's a bit of a taller DeRozan. Uh, that's where he just falls in his career. When he looks awesome, he looks great. But yeah. he takes so many twos that sometimes he can be an inefficient player. Sometimes he's a great playmaker. I thought he was uh, last night. But like you're saying, he basically played um, a perfect game. And I am I would be a little confident if I'm the Pelicans going forward because they've got better size and they've got better depth than both the Lakers and the Suns. Those teams are more experienced, certainly. Um, and I guess, you know, I, all three of the teams would be as healthy as they possibly can be outside of Bradley Beal going forward. So should be an interesting one uh, after tonight. Yeah. It is pretty amazing, though, that they took care of the Kings three times in like three weeks, That's essentially. That's tough to do. But they are bigger. You know, yeah. Zion is being guarded by Harrison Barnes, so they just kind of doubled each and every time. Valanciunas is a lot larger uh, and taller than um, than Dematis in the, in the middle. So they come in and do their thing, especially with their depth now. The, the fact that these guys are all healthy. And some shooters. Yeah. Right? If, absolutely. They hit 14 threes. I think that's the second most triples they've hit all season. Yeah. Like, that was their Achilles, right? Yeah, they um, needed Trey Murphy to come back. Yeah. And, and McCollum starting to look more healthy. They just got to keep it up. Because last year, as I said, they were first in the Western Conference. And then things fell apart. Mm-hmm. And people were saying this team could be the one. When they are healthy, obviously, they're going to give everybody a challenge. TBD. But it's great to see a small market team because we know that, the Lakers are going to be a favorite going in, and whether it's the Bucks or the Knicks, a huge fan base going in. It's cool to see New Orleans in there. Yeah. The Kings got this to within, I guess, six, right, midway through the fourth quarter. So it wasn't like a blowout victory here, even though the Pelicans sort of kept them, kept them at bay. But uh, I think New Orleans ripped off like nine straight when it got that close. JV hit that jump hook shot over Barnes. Oh, yeah. That was a nice pass from Ingram. Yeah. Finding the big guy down there. Great positioning. Had the size. Too easy. Then Trey Murphy hit a three uh, with the shot clock winding down, and then Ingram and Jones got to the line. I mean, Herb Jones also. Yeah, we didn't really talk about him much. He had a great, great game, game for them, yeah. too. I think season high in terms of points. Uh, what do you think of the Trey Lyles, uh, Jonas Valanciunas dust up there? I guess <laughs> Trey got the he got the tech. Uh, that was it. They went and looked at it, and there was a big talk of, like, did he throw a punch? A little. Was it? I, I thought, thought it was more of a punch yeah, than yeah, not, yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> didn't, he didn't connect, and JV didn't care at all. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably why. They're like, Valentinus, what are you going to do against this guy? He's part of the Dangerous Knights crew. <laughs> you can't take him down. But, uh, you know, they let Trey Lyles get away with a little bit of a punch. I forget who... Uh, almost wrapped up Jason Tatum around the shoulders. They let that one go, yeah. too. A little extra physicality on uh, IST knockout night one. <laughs> yeah, some guys you don't talk about as much. I, I feel like Drew Holiday could have had a way better game in that first game, and yeah. things would have been a lot different. And even Zion in this game, he only shot eight times. He only played 27 minutes. Willie Green is doing a good job of keeping the minutes down when he needs to, not playing in the back-to-back, so he stays healthy. Uh, in these games. But I thought that was going to be a fight. I thought that was literally going to be a throwdown. We'll see you in Vegas yeah. for the undercard or whatever. <laughs> um, but it was all right. I, I thought, yeah, there wasn't, even though there was a lot of fouls, free throws in this game, I should say. Oh, the first half was, there was no flow to this game. No flow. I mean, just, it started started okay, yeah, because the Kings couldn't miss. And uh, then it was just, yeah, foul, 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 turnover, turnover, turnover. It was not a, not a pretty first half uh i think they cleaned it up a little bit there in the second but yeah uh, did you see at halftime just to speak a little bit more on zion did you see what like chuck and Shaq and kenny no. were talking about they were literally like just talking about watch zion williamson he never runs 
They were they were had like a running counter for Zion Williamson. <laughs> like they were like shitting on him, like you know, like not in shape or like whatever. The effort's not there. Uh, it was just like it was a little strange in the context of this game when the team's like looking okay and yeah. you know I don't know. Thought it was a little much. But I guess keep your eye on it. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. No, he I didn't. thought he looked uh, more ridiculous on defense, to be quite honest. There was, like, one play where, like, he steps out to guard Fox, and then Fox, like, shifts his shoulder one one little tiny inch forward, and Zion's just like, all right, see ya. Bye. Go ahead. <laughs> to the rim if you'd like. <laughs> he was not giving much on the defensive end, that's for sure. Uh, my other uh, final note is... Uh, Big fan of the King's crowd with the Keegan Murray chant when he hits a three or does something big and they do the Keegan and then the crowd sort of in re- in return says Murray. Just sounds awesome. And they were committing to it well there in the in-season tournament. He had a nice game. Any other notes? Yeah, he looked good. Uh, Malik Monk obviously contributing off yeah. the bench as well. Five threes for him, four threes for Keeg. Uh, I was just questioning the NBA in-season tournament T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. We weren't a fan of them. They were pretty no. basic. I'm okay. I'm okay with the players wearing them pregame, warming up with them. But the fans need more. They deserve more. Well, it's, a just... quick, it's a quick turnaround, I guess. I mean, when did they find that's out true. they were going to be hosting so a game? I'm, I'm just. Oh come that's on! Like last Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't yeah. know. They last had. Yeah, Tuesday. they had to beat the Warriors. Uh, then they had to know whether they were going to have home court. I'm just trying to. They just look real simple. They're very simple. Very simple. Beyond simple. And so, what would you have liked? You got any ideas? Honestly, just the players' font size looked better. Oh, well, I mean, those are generic too, though. (laughs) Super generic, but just the text. (laughs) I'm looking at their font. Uh, They have higher aspirations, so it's fine for them. Yeah. The NBA Finals. That's what they're aiming for. This one can can be basic for the players. I don't know. That was just the plainest, plainest thing. The towels were better. In in the first game, mm. give him a towel. You like a towel? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, a, t- a t-shirt can be a towel yeah. when used correctly. <laughs> <laughs> great point. Because I never, I never put on towels. Well, you know? yeah, good point. Yeah. I never put on those shirts generally because they're like triple XL. Yeah. So it's more okay. of a around the neck. Mm-hmm. So I'm still with the team, and then you know, <laughs> give it that. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of garbage, though. It's a lot of garbage, those shirts. <laughs> Who's going to wear a blue Kings in-season tournament shirt yeah. after they lost? Yeah, yeah. Now it's, now uh, it's just garbage. Now it's garbage. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now, they're, now, now they're towels. Yeah, throw yeah. it in the car. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's Armor a, all your windshield. That's exactly right. It's Wait, a rag. It's almost rag. a rag. Yeah, yeah it's more of a rag. Yeah. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to look ahead to tonight's two other quarterfinal games between the Knicks and the Bucks, Suns and Lakers. We'll look at these new um, in-season tournament trophies and medals a lot to dissect there and a couple big picture questions about the iced tea don't go anywhere looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, 
the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Podcast listeners, leave us a five-star rating and review. We really appreciate that. A couple great comments here from the uh, stream team. Uh, Patty Mills was the towel MVP. He was really good at waving yeah, a towel. Was, good point. Uh, shout out to Petey Pablo. <laughs> right? Twist around your hand, spin it like a helicopter. And uh, still with the with a fascinating comment, uh, Milwaukee tonight, obviously hosting an in-season tournament game, uh, Milwaukee needs to hand out Cream City rags. Yeah, they do. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> offside, but I like it. <laughs> it's a little offside. Uh, free, free cum rags to the first 5,000 people in attendance. Uh, okay, so let's look ahead to that game and Suns Lakers. Um, Tass, why don't you get started? What, what's I'm gonna lump these together. So pick both, pick one. One thing you're watching for in tonight's again, either Knicks Bucks or Suns Lakers. Well, the problem with the Lakers, depending on who they face, is size. That is the thing. Uh, but against the Suns, it shouldn't necessarily be a problem. So I'm going to be watching that. I'm going to be watching LeBron want to go to Vegas. I think LeBron is going to play his best game tonight. I'm I'm lining it up. I just think that he's he's had this on the uh, on the schedule, on the calendar, looking forward to playing. But this is a good rivalry uh, versus the Suns. It's just a great matchup. They've already played a tight game in the IST that the Lakers did win. So it has given them home court advantage. So yeah. I'm just looking forward to uh, everything that happens there after the Bucks game where I hope it's sold out. I truly hope it's sold out. I just <laughs> I just looked it up, and apparently it's only $34 to get into wow. the lower bowl. Still, wow. Let's do it. Let's, let's, have, let's, let's rival the... City rags for everyone. <laughs> grab me, grab me an extra one. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're, uh, you think uh, the Lakers, with that matchup, you still, th- this would be like the Pelicans, what they did to the Kings. Mm-hmm. If the Lakers win this, that would be their third victory over the Suns early this season. Right. Though Booker didn't play in the first two games. So there is that to note. He's obviously deal. one of their best players, one of the best players in the league. Uh, what about you, TK, with these ones? Yeah, I think... Uh... With regards to Suns-Lakers, that's got to be an Anthony Davis game uh, for L.A. He's their biggest advantage, him against Nurkic, basically. So far in the two wins, one great game for Anthony Davis and one okay game uh, in those Ws. But uh, the Lakers are only 3-6 and six when Anthony Davis scores under 20 points. So that's something I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, they need to generate some free throws because Phoenix is second in free throw rate. They'll probably get there. LA fourth in free throw rate. We know that the Lakers are not a great three point shooting team, so that's a place where they can kind of make something back efficiency wise. Because Phoenix is a lot better at threes. They're fifth in three point percentage. LA is twenty eighth, and they're twenty sixth in three pointers allowed. So Phoenix doesn't take a ton of threes, but when they do, they make them because they got KD, Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, and Devin Booker basically shooting forty percent. So. Somebody from the Lakers is really going to have to get hot uh, to keep him in this game. I, think. I, I love the AD call. Um, you know how he plays probably will determine whether they go to Vegas. Uh, he's on a good run right now, Anthony Davis. Over so his is. last three games, he's averaging basically twenty nine and fifteen, three assists per game, a steal, round up to three blocks, almost never turns the ball over, shooting fifty five percent. Like that's, I mean, really really good. Uh, again, over his last three games, that was against Detroit though, OKC, and Houston. So you know some. 
some decent teams, some bad mm-hmm. teams there. But uh, yeah, we'll see how he does against against Nurkic. And what about the other one? Um, yeah, sorry, and just that the Lakers have got a, a lot of their defensive help back recently. Just have been a lot healthier. Jared Vanderbilt finally, finally right. played his first game. He can go on anybody. You're going to see him against Kevin Durant and try and guard him. He is a long player. Cam Reddish is back. He has helped out, and Rui Hachimura is, is healthy enough to come back. He uh, he still missed the last game, but ready to go. So the fact that their defense will help out against the Suns. Yeah, I guess four guys on the injury report probable for tonight's game are Anthony Davis, Rui, LeBron, and Vanderbilt, but I imagine all four of those guys will play in this. Let's get some predictions on this one. Uh, are you going Suns or Lakers? to go to Vegas. Uh, by the way, I filled out that bracket on NBA.com. Yeah. <laughs> My two teams in the finals were the Sacramento Kings and the Boston Celtics. <laughs> so, bracket busted like it's March here. Uh, hey, that's what happens in that's a you happens. know in a one-game situation. Um, but tonight, who do you have uh, winning that game? I got the Suns. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think uh, their three-point shooting will take them over the top. It's hard to beat the same team uh, three times in a row. And if Devin Booker's playing, Phoenix has a good shot. Yeah, it's great to see Book did come back in their last game, dropping a cool 34, no problem. Uh, but I, I will take the Lakers in that they have a lot of defenders to throw at Booker and to throw at Durant. It's going to be fun, though. And because you want to know who I'm taking so you can fade me, I'm also with Trey. I, I think the Suns actually uh-oh. get it done here tonight. That's a big uh-oh. And then just uh, quickly, Bucks, uh, Nick's Bucks. Something to watch, or at least who you're taking in this one. You know what? I, I've, I'm, it feels like I'm sitting in the NBA offices thinking – they're going to be asking people to bet on those brackets. Well, of soon. course. Oh, yeah, that's all they're I going mean, to they do. I mean, they already are. They probably already are. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, they're loving this. Yeah. This is exactly why, – why do you think people care about March Madness? So let's get <laughs> – It's the betting. Let's get people losing. Uh, who's going to lose that game? Tonight? Yeah, who do you think is going to win? Because you, you got to fade you. Yeah, fade me. Uh, I, I think the Bucks are going to win. So, but you know, the Knicks are scrappy. I think they match up Oh, their up defense okay. looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Tibbs got them working. Uh, they do look good, but yeah, I'm taking the Bucks okay. as well. All right, I'm on the Knicks then. Okay, yeah, I'm happy. I don't know how they even made it out of their round, but I picked it <laughs> before before they started the tournament. So why not? Milwaukee 19th in defensive rebound rate. That's not very good. New York second in offensive yeah. rebound rate. So I will be watching Mitchell Robinson. He's been doing a good job of staying out of foul trouble this season. It's career low foul rate for him. He's leading the league in offensive rebound rate. He's a big time difference maker, especially considering the Bucks are a gigantic team with Giannis and Brook inside. So if Robinson's able to stay on the court, New York's got a shot. Yeah, it, I didn't read it, um, or I didn't believe, I should say, the Knicks' defensive numbers, but somehow Fred Katz has written about it at the Athletic that Todd Thibodeau has them working. Jalen Brunson is on pace for like 140 charges drawn this season, oh, which wow. would be the new record. He's just falling when people hit him, and it's smart. He just 140 runs it. charges? Yeah, I was just like doing the math in my head, like, like two charges a uh, game almost? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> 140 charges drawn. You know who the all-time... Oh, yeah, what's the record? It's like 129, surprisingly. It's a lot. All-time Do we? Leader. Can we get it? Is yeah, it Lowry? Well, it's not Lowry. It's not Lowry. No, somebody did a great Derek job. Fisher? No, it's a big... That big. when I say Kevin, when no. I say now Kevin Love's a good guess. Well, it's somebody that hasn't played in a while, is retired okay. f- retired for a while, but you you notice his hair 
flopping around when uh, he falls Verge out. Verge out. Wow. Nice oh. one. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd forgotten about the that. The hair helped him, probably. Yeah, totally. Get a totally. lot of charges called. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's something to watch for. Brunson, how many charges does he take tonight? You know you can bet on that. Yeah. What's the over-under? I guess it must, you're telling me it must be set at like two and a half or something. Yeah, so it's charges drawn. Like a, a pick hitting him is also counts as, as a whistle. Like somebody's setting out when he is on oh, defense. Right. Okay. Like, we are literally almost counting how many times does he fall down and get a whistle in his team's favor. Yeah. Yeah, for really? sure. Okay. That's what it's called. Baby. All right. Let's hear your predictions. Knicks, Bucks, Suns, Lakers. Who's going to Vegas tonight? Let us know there in the stream team. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, the NBA unveiled the lineup of trophies for the inaugural in-season tournament. Let's look at these. We got a closer look at the gold NBA Cup. We've seen this one, but we know some more facts about it. It's 23 inches tall. Mm-hmm. You know what that represents? Michael Jordan. <laughs> nope. Oh. Year 2023, the start of the IST. Um, Let's look at the IST MVP trophy awarded to the most valuable player in the in-season tournament. As Trey noted on Twitter, looks like a dream mail organizer. (laughs) Come on, you put your envelopes in the top slots and your magazines in the hole in between at the bottom? It's nice. I I, I see it. Um, (laughs) Wouldn't they follow those magazines? Oh, you're putting them right at the bottom. Yeah, like in between. Like a lean, yeah. Yeah. It looks like a burrito to me like i just want to bite it each player on the in-season tournament championship team is going to get medals guys i mean this is a custom that's typically followed across basketball tournaments cool like events worldwide yeah uh nba in-season tournament champions etched on the front of the medal along with the year and then finally following the end of the tourney a panel of media members will select an in-season tournament all tournament team consisting of the five most outstanding players throughout the competition. And these guys will receive a solid black crystal bowling ball that uh, apparently weighs about 20 pounds. So it's got some weight to it. Mm. Um, 20 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So watch it. Watch your toes. Um, Thoughts, thoughts on, on all of the hardware that we uh, saw there yesterday. Trey, what do you think? 20 pounds, man. That's I'm worried somebody's going to drop it now. <laughs> that thing will shatter like crazy. I like the cup, the medals, and the ball. Okay. The Don't... MVP trophy kind of looks like a kitchen utensil. Yeah. yeah. It's Not, a little weird. It looks a little weird. Uh, <laughs> but I like that they have it. I like that it exists in general. Um, and yeah, like the medals are cool. We were like, they should have something wearable. They got something wearable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did pretty good with the cup. I totally agree. I like the name of it, NBA Cup. I think they're trying to internationalize it, this thing, yeah. make it more like football, like soccer. The FA Cup that they win, but it's 23 inches tall. Yep. Is it going to grow every year as we get to, to <laughs> I, I, no, I, don't so. I don't think so. It's just no. going to be that inaugural <laughs> oh, year. Okay. JD, do you have any thoughts on uh, the hardware? I, I like them all, actually. Yeah. Um, Probably because they have a major Star Wars vibe to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, this thing screams Star Wars. Sure. It reminds me of the interrogator droid. Oh, wow. (laughs) This guy. Yeah, I see it. Right? Yep. Yes. And then Uh, the medals. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Han Solo. Han Solo and Luke Skywalker get medals at the end of episode four. Chewbacca did not get one for what? some reason. Yeah. Snub. Had big, big time snub. Oh, big snub. Yeah. I heard that Rachel Nichols didn't vote for Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> and Hubie. Wow. Hubie Brown was the only vote for Chewbacca. Incredible. Incredible. But when you get a, when there's a closer look, it, I mean, yeah. this is. This is the yeah. Jedi. This is what the what the rebellion gives out. Okay. But the actual ones, they kind of look like the Imperial medals, yeah, like uh-huh. the the yeah. bad guys. Uh-oh. I mean, 
they're close, oh, right? Hey, right. I like I do like across all of the hardware here. I don't love the MVP trophy. It's just a little weird. But like I do like the like the colors, like yeah. the golden black mm-hmm. and the shininess. Looks it looks cool. Uh, um, so we'll see if we'll see if they. Um, I don't know how they react when they're handed these. You know, be it. Be it LeBron or Halliburton, <laughs> like this. Oh, well, okay, the medals, yes. But I mean the others. I just mean, are they going to be pumped about this? It feels like some of these teams will be, and hopefully they are. Are they going to have comedy or like a novelty-sized checks as well? Every like Silver oh. comes out with fifteen five hundred thousand dollars checks. Oh, that'd be great. You get one. You get one. You get one. I do wonder if this is them tipping their hands about what the environment's going to look like once we get to the knockout stage. Everything is black and gold. I think so. I think so. Makes sense with Vegas as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the court's going to have exactly all Mm -hmm. that. Like, that'll be... Like, the stripe will be either gold or black, whatever way they go. Yeah. Um, Okay, speaking of MVP, though, who's going to get that crazy trophy? Who is your in-season tournament MVP so far, Uh, Tass? You have a list. Do you have a guy? <laughs> no, I didn't put a list together. You I got to be t- entirely honest here. Do you have a favorite? Well, I, I, I've, this is kind of a good a good number here because I don't think LeBron James will be favored at this point because he is turning 39, um, but he could win this thing. So I'm going to go with LeBron. Okay, um, he would be on the short list, he'll be I on think, the list. of MVPs right now. But, I think the list is probably LeBron, Durant, probably Damian Lillard. And, and then Halliburton, of, Halliburton course. of course. He's at the yeah. top. What about my friend Giannis? Yeah, he's, he could do it. He's in the mix, of course. Yeah. He's not my friend. But anyway, <laughs> I hope he's my friend. I wish he was my friend. But uh, uh, yeah, he's got to be up there. They're going to get to the semifinals. It's going to be – they're going to – or Dame could even do it. Yeah. I, Halliburton is averaging 28 points per game, five boards, 13 and a half assists, with five three-pointers made per game. These are in the in-season tournament games. Mm-hmm. With shooting splits of 51, 46, and 88, and yeah, the Pacers are 5-0. and 0. Uh, He's probably the leader in the clubhouse, but those other superstars, I think, of course have a chance to get this. Yeah, I saw that NBA.com literally has an IST MVP ladder. Oh, what? <laughs> really? Yeah, it was, it was Who's updated. doing it? Who's doing it? Powell uh, or Ashburn? It was, it was neither. Oh. I didn't recognize the name. A Martin? <laughs> I don't, hey, man, I don't know. Okay, I wasn't checking the bylines that intensely. I just made the notes of the stats here. Okay. The one and two were Halliburton and LeBron. Halliburton, okay. will, you said his stats. He yep. obviously had a triple-double uh, in game one of the knockout last night. LeBron in group play, 15, 25 points per game, eight rebounds, seven and a half assists. He's shooting 60% from the field, 17 for 18 in the restricted area, and 14 of 24 from three. He's the Western Conference MVP, I think, so far. And then Halliburton is the Eastern Conference MVP. And we'll see how far LeBron goes. So here's a real yeah. question. Because Booker missed some of those in-season tournament um, group play games, if Booker has an incredible game tonight, semifinals, leads the Suns to a championship, will like will the voters or whoever you know determines this, Silver, Silver and his skims, I don't know, will, uh, <laughs> will they give more weight to the knockout games? than the group play games, because apparently they're all folded in here. You would have to assume so, I right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think so. So, Halliburton, that definitely helps his case with the trip dub there in one of the knockout games. All right. I didn't I didn't know that these stats exa- existed. Oh, I, didn't, yeah. I just thought they were like a play-in tournament thing where eventually they'll be on. I mean, you can just do the math and figure it out. They've played in four games. Well, uh, the one thing we brought guys. up on playback last night is what happens with the stats for the final game? That 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 mysterious game eighty three, because yeah. these stats of course count to the regular season. Right. But will that eighty third game that those two teams play, 
Like, if somebody goes for I think so. I think like, 80 points in the finals, like, is it going to count? Like, last year, wasn't that the year that Mikel Bridges played in 83 games just because he was traded? Yeah, that happens. You're right. And that does count to yeah, their Through the stats. stats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Problem. Probably. Probably. Schumann, are you out there? Let us know. Let Mike, us know. Michael Wright, he does the ladder. <laughs> yeah, it was Matthew Peterson oh. did the oh, IST oh. ladder. Wow. I mean, you could have told me it was cute Steve doing it. No, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's doing the knockout <laughs> uh, one more question I saw this on ESPN I thought it was a fun one uh, Trey we'll start with you if you've got an answer here what's one thing about the in-season tournament that you would change I mean we are big fans we're loving this so far but is there something you would change moving forward the name Okay. number one for me is the name it's fun to say IST but in-season tournament just feels like a placeholder yeah. it does I so agree. do you I think, think that's a NBA Cup will what Why it not just NBA Cup? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. WNBA calls their in-season tournament the Commissioner's Cup. Yeah. So maybe they're not trying to do exactly the same, but the, you're playing for the NBA Cup. The Silver Cup sounds sort of cool too. Yeah, but it's gold. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> How about the Skims Cup. <laughs> <laughs> See, that might be the thing. Maybe they're just saving uh, the name for a sponsorship, which is too bad. How about just the Tip-Off Classic? It's early in the season. Tip. Okay, I like. You know, I like classic. Yeah, I don't know about course. tip-off. Yeah, because... you're right. It's not totally the no. tip-off. Um, I totally right. agree. So name change. I think most people would agree with that. I think we will get there too. It'll yeah. either just happen naturally, or yeah, they'll or a sponsor or something. Yeah. yeah, it's the soccer effect. They yeah. they just want it to be like the FA Cup. Let's just do it. Just throw a cup. And that's why they've done pretty well with the, as you said, the NBA trophy here, the trophy for the winner, because it's unlike the finals trophies, and it just has such a simple name. I'm glad they didn't name it after some random player. And it's just going to be a cup. Like, well, it's eventually going to be the Halliburton, the Halliburton uh, MVP cup. or something like that. Yeah. They're going to have to make it zero inches tall because he's number zero. Let me throw, <laughs> let me throw a couple things that uh, some of our friends at ESPN uh, thought might be decent changes. So Tim McMahon, uh, again of ESPN, he wrote, "As someone who believes sportsmanship is the most overrated thing in sports, I'm all for running up the score. However, for the sake of attempting to keep the peace, the league should probably cap the point differential benefits for each game." Maybe put 15 points as the maximum to prevent the awkwardness of intentionally hacking a bad free throw shooter midway through the fourth quarter of a blowout. <laughs> That's McMahon's idea because we did see that come up, right? This idea of teams. Did I write that? Uh, <laughs> hey, it could have happened to anybody. You know? <laughs> of teams running up the score in, in the group stage. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's something to that maybe? Uh, or keep it the way it is because it's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so that was my second more serious suggestion. Okay. Something along the same lines. I think there should be more games in the group stage because we ended up having seven teams finish three and one, and only four of those teams moved on. So the point differential night, that was last Tuesday, right? Yeah. It was pretty cool, yeah. but also pretty weird, yeah. uh, to be yeah. quite honest, which then leads to the Celtics hacking Drummond and having to apologize to the coach, but then also the Celtics getting mad that Buddy Heald took a three at the buzzer last night. Like, you can't have it both ways. And the way of the NBA for the first 76 seasons has been the unwritten rule of don't run up the score at the end of the game. So I do think there's something to play with there. What about a twist? What about about almost ditching the point point differential and replacing the tiebreaker mechanism with quarter wins? Like, you're actually playing to win each quarter. Interesting. Where then it's not so much like, oh, we got to win by 35. It's just, you got to win the quarter. That would probably reduce, like, these crazy, like, you're up by a ton, but, oh, we got to be up by more to hopefully get in. I think it's something there. 
Maybe it's a little Something too convoluted. Like, yeah, I think it's a little too convoluted. Too many, it? too many numbers. Uh, I do believe. Too many numbers. One, two, three, and four. There's only four quarters. <laughs> yeah. That's not that well, many. you're sorting four numbers rather than just sorting the yeah, point I'm just differential. Yeah, you would keep track of like winning quarters. Yeah, and that would be the tiebreaker. So there's going to be an assistant coach that says, "Oh, yeah, my, we won I'd... three, three of these quarters." It would be like, "Hey guys, gotta we got to win this quarter, quarter differential." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think sure. I think there's a little, a little tweak to, to maybe reduce. Yeah, they're that thinking about. They're thinking about the that last night and reducing the awkwardness of it for sure. And the increasing games totally would reduce that just because the records would mean more. Yeah, I. I sort of push back on. The, I get what you're saying, because uh, yeah, we had a bunch of teams that were three and one, and then it got into point differential. But like Bontemps in the same article, he says, "Wait till we have 32 teams." We talked about this a little bit on playback last night. Wait till we have 32 teams. That way, we could have eight groups of four teams, have everyone play twice, and then we just move to a bigger knockout round. We could expand it to, you know, 16 teams if we really wanted to. So more games. <laughs> uh, Everybody would play six games. What do you mean? If there was no. how many groups of everyone four? Pl- have everyone play twice. Oh, I guess he is saying, yeah, within those groups, play twice. Oh, yeah, I guess he, he would be saying games, home yeah. and home. Yeah, I was thinking more. I was just play each other once still. Mm. I just want to get to the knockout. This is the fun. This is the March Madness yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. So let's just get there True. earlier and have more teams and yeah. see if they can make a Cinderella run or whatever. But, but it has been cool because the teams have been into the regular group stage games yeah they have they have they've been into it and that's why the nba is saying oh this is good tv stations are going to pay a little bit more advertisers mm. are going to pay a little bit more when we negotiate yeah come march and so it's going to help but they shouldn't get mad at players just for shooting the ball like yesterday buddy healed shot one at the at the <laughs> end just that's shot sick. a three because Pacers fans were yelling, shoot it, shoot They literally were yelling, and that's why Buddy was asked after, why'd you shoot it? Well, the fans were yelling at me to shoot the ball. Why shouldn't I shoot the ball? He turned and he shot and he hit it. Nice shot, Buddy. He hit his over, too, for uh, three-pointers made. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Not to bring it back to gambling, but if you you had the uh, over three and a half, he helped you out there. The fans helped you out, I guess. Way to go, Bud. Way to go, Bud. Um, And McMenamin had one more thought. He says, the number one seed coming out of group play should be able to pick its opponent instead of automatically facing the fourth seeded wild card team in the quarterfinals. Just a just an idea from Dave there. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't mind it. I mean, we always like the idea of like and we've talked about this in the playoffs, right? The idea, the concept of uh, you get to pick who you want to play and how fun that would be. I could see it working here in an, in sort of a lower stakes NBA yeah. Cup. Why not? Good way to try it out. Yeah, give it a go. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. One more, and when we come back, tweet of the night. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. 
Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, we've talked a lot about the in-season tournament. Let's talk about something else. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, this tweet comes to us from somebody in the NBA family, but it ain't about basketball. Hardly at all. Maybe an answer will be about basketball. Mm. Nonetheless, mm. it's from Nate Jones, at Jones on the NBA who simply tweeted out, my first enemies, along with a picture of Gargamel and Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to clarify, Nate is not a Smurf. <laughs> or He-Man. Uh, but he's still battling against these guys, and I just thought it was hilarious. Who were the first uh, enemies you had as children? Yeah, he had a, like a, he had a big thread, right? Because yeah, oh, he yeah, had yeah, like yeah. a Sergeant Slaughter... Uh, earthquake uh, when, he, when yeah. he took out uh, Hulk Hogan on, and uh, Bison from Street Fighter. Street, yeah, that's yeah. right. This is good. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, I've got an answer. My one of my first ones that I can remember: um, the Gorgs from Fraggle Rock. Oh, the mm. Gorgs. I used to hate these <laughs> giant beasts trying to take my Fraggles, or I guess really trying to get the. the um, was it the radishes? Was that that was like the currency in this show? Was it? Yeah, no, I think I it was radishes. That. Like, it this was. I mean, this was like a, a statement about the world, I guess. Uh, here from Jim Henson <laughs> and the Muppet Gang. But yeah, like the Fraggles wanted the radishes. The the Doozers wanted like those little construction guys. They wanted the radishes, and then they wanted the radishes. These Gorgs, but these were like those, you know. 20 feet tall yeah, giants. Was, I hated them. Jerks, I hated man. those parents, so the king and the queen in the back so much. Junior was a bumbling idiot. Always reminded me of uh, Timofey Mozgov. <laughs> but uh, I hated those two in the back. It was my enemies. That's, a, that's my answer. Uh, that was a great tweet. It did take me back because I oh, went yeah. through all of that thread and I saw Shredder. Hated oh, it. Shredder, oh, Shredder, yeah. yeah. And, and um, uh, was it Kang? Crank. Crank, Crank. Crank. I didn't the mind. Bra- crank. The brain. The brain. The... Yeah. I didn't mind. Uh, <laughs> but Shredder hated. I didn't realize Skeletor was He Man's opponent, the bad guy in He Man. Right? <laughs> you think I, forgot. You from... <laughs> I just forgot. I just I was just so happy watching He Man, I never hated anybody. I just I guess I forgot Skeletor existed. Yeah. yeah. I forgot him. Fair. Um yeah, I, w- I wanted some Sesame Street 
opponents on there. I wanted Oscar Oscar the Grouch. I wanted Snuffleupagus. No, I didn't mind. What? No, Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, just yeah. always hating. Yeah, he's angry, the first angry dude. You, encounter. you didn't like that he co- he didn't compost. <laughs> well, he ate everything. I think that's true. He didn't really throw did things he? out. Did he? He ate everything. That's what he did in there. He's, he's garbage, man. <laughs> he was the compost. Yeah, you I just guess. blew my mind. I, I never, didn't know. Didn't, I thought he just lived. I thought in he the just trash lived can. amongst the garbage. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize he maybe yeah, nothing else played his did. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah seems like well. a cool guy. <laughs> Changes everything. You gotta eat, you gotta eat sometimes. And he just had garbage laying all around him. So why not? Why not eat garbage? <laughs> Do you guys, uh, JD or Trey, have other first enemies to to add to this? I mean, not not cartoon. Like yeah. my first like scary monster was jaws my dad took me to see oh, jaws ooh. in the theater when it like a week after it came out what? i was like five <laughs> that was that uh, altered me yeah, for life some... no wonder you're such a fast swimmer right <laughs> yeah <laughs> dad get me in the pool <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we were first in line for jaws too when it came out a couple of years later so i loved it but i hated that shark <laughs> <laughs> i hated that darn shark how does the first one end uh, he the uh, spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah, uh, he gets blown up. Uh, he's he's chomping on a, a scuba tank, and Roy Scheider shoots the tank, oh, and that yeah. blows up, and it's in his mouth. And then, so what's the premise of Jaws two? It's just another shark. It's another shark. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's always one. another shark. <laughs> it's always another shark. Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah, it's the Decepticons for me. Ooh, mm. good one. Yeah, uh, I used to pretend to be a transformer <laughs> you know just be out <laughs> look at now i'm a car <laughs> what are you bruce from survivor <laughs> that's why i like it like that bit so much oh but man i uh, i went on the transformers wikipedia today <laughs> that's a thing yeah the decepticons are one of the primary factions in the transformers mythos they're typically concerned with such things as conquering Cybertron, defeating the Autobots, amassing large quantities of Energon, developing powerful weaponry, and beating people up. Not necessarily in that order. Wow. Yeah, he's got See, I sort of like... Jerks. I thought they were sort of cool, though, too. They were unfortunately they were cool. Yeah. They were sort of like NWO style. Oh, like, yeah. It's this heel faction. Megatron, come badass. on, man. <laughs> Legend. All right. That's why I love going to New Orleans. Sometimes you just see people in their Transformers costumes just on the road. Oh, just, yeah. just doing their thing, being <laughs> extremely talented. Yeah. Hopefully they bring them as mascots to Las Vegas. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great tweet there from at Jones on the NBA. Your first enemies. Uh, let us know there in the comments uh, who you got on your list. <laughs> There's some good ones. Freddie and Jason. Sure. sure. Mike Tyson from Punch Out. <laughs> Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Good one. Rita Repulsa, who I think is uh, maybe a Power Rangers. Oh, um, yeah. Enemy? Yeah, yeah. Didn't watch yeah. that, really. Yeah, 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 that probably was a little after your time. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. It's great answers. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's it for today's show. Hopefully a classic. You tell us. Five-star rating and review. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, we're jumping back on Playback tonight for Nick's Bucks. 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll go live. Uh, second screen experience for a lot of people here in America, but international league passers. You'll be watching with us there on screen. We had a great turnout last night for the first game. Um between the uh, Celtics and Pacers. So hopefully a lot of you come back out tonight and kick it with us. <laughs> we had a, a very weird tangent about Adam Silver wearing skims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we were laughing quite a bit. So we have a blast on playback. That uh, link is in the show notes to join our room. We're nearly 5,000 people in our in our playback no-dumps room. So get in on the game. Uh, until tonight, 
or tomorrow here from the Classic Factory, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we appreciate you watching here on YouTube and chiming in with your people that you hated growing up, your opponents. You really boosted my Rita Repulsa watching <laughs> who you hate. Rita Repulsa. I, I thought I watched a little of the Power gotta, Rangers. I didn't know about who Rita. Who is Rita Repulsa? I gotta look Rita this up. How do you spell Repulsa? R- R- Just like Pulsa. it sounds. Okay. <laughs> wow. R-E-P-U-L-S-A. It's a boost in my Rita Repulsa oh, looking at her now. Oh, that woman. Yeah. Oh. So what was she trying to do? Just take their powers? Yeah, probably. Didn't <laughs> or more of their them. ranger skills. <laughs> <laughs> she always wanted to stop them from morphing. <laughs> All right, embrace the day, people. <laughs>